Blog Talk Radio. On Blog Talk Radio. This show is a collaboration between five women and Spirit or Universe, all brought to you by www.mindbodyspiritu.com. That's the letter U. There are weekly shows on Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, two Wednesdays a month at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and two Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, covering topics about all things healing, spiritual, metaphysical, and we even throw in a bit of science. Many of our shows include time for you to ask for assistance on your journey, and you will be able to experience some amazing healing modalities and receive guidance authentic spiritual guidance right here, right now. Many are aware of the quickly changing perspectives about our mind, bodies and spirit and that's exactly what we are here to discuss. So please join us in the spiral of life and together we will learn, grow and heal. Now let's get started with today's show. Hi everybody and welcome to Mind, Body, Spirit, You on Blog Talk Radio. This is Tracy Liebman and I am your host tonight. And This evening's show is an interview show, um, but it's going to be more like a conversation. (laughs) And I am thrilled to welcome Shaman Elder Maggie. Hi Maggie. Hi, Tracy. How are you tonight? I'm really good. How are you? Wonderful. I'm wonderful. Yes, glad to be here. Thanks. Yeah, I'm really happy to have you. And and typically what I do is ask my guests to share a little bit about their journey. Um, you know, how how does one... I know you have a lot of ancestry in shamanism, and... Mm-hmm. I mean, was it something that you always, like, you knew this is what you were going to do, or how your journey into where you're at today transpired? Yeah. Sure, I'd be happy to tell a little bit of that history. Um, I come from a long lineage of traditional shamans that uh, go back to um, Mongolia and Siberia. Um, My grandmother emigrated to this country uh, in 1908, as a teenager, um, she was sent here by her parents because the people of her culture there in uh, Russia were being persecuted by their um, government. So to save her life, her parents put her on an immigrant ship at the age of 13 and sent her here alone. Um, she did have a uh, betrothed waiting here for her, and she immediately got married, and they um, moved to a, a, a location outside of uh, New York City where they lived, but she brought with her all of her own tradition, all of her own lineages. She was taught shamanism by her own elders, by her as as and carried down the lineage and the teachings of our culture and our tradition 
when I was very young, my mother was unable um, in many respects to raise me, and so I spent probably 90% of my growing up years at my grandmother's. And of all of her grandchildren, she chose to teach me the ways of our culture, the ways of our our nationality and our our family lineage. So I was able to apprentice with her from the age of three all the way to the age of 16, 13 years. I lived with her and apprenticed with her, and she taught me everything that our elders and our ancestors also knew and practiced. So I was very, very blessed in that respect. And I really feel like the last lineage holder of the tradition. Um, she didn't teach anyone else, and uh, I haven't. Um, I don't have anyone to pass it down to except my own students. So when I take on a student, I consider them my grandchild, and <laughs> they get the, the privilege and luxury of learning the ways of my ancestors as well. And in this way, I feel really fortunate to be able to keep the ancestry alive, to keep the teachings here in the world where they're needed today, perhaps more than they've ever been needed before. Yeah, wow. So it has been forever, really. <laughs> yes, yes. And I've been on this path now for almost 60 years. I've been studying and practicing. As I say, I started when I was three. Um, mm-hmm. I did my first uh, true shamanic journey when I was 10. Um, I, I did my first uh, healing through the grace of God when I was five. So, you know, this has always been a part of my life, certainly. It's been my path and my only path. Mm-hmm. That's really, really cool. And, you know, I'm not sure I know what part of the country you live. Where do you live? I live now in uh, Missouri, in okay. southern Missouri, in the uh, in the Mark Twain National Forest, and on some sacred healing ground, actually, that I was led to. This land was known to be sacred by the Cherokee when they lived here before uh, the white people drove them out of this area in the mid-1800s, and before that, too. I mean, it's been sacred since Creator created it, and how fortunate am I to live on it. And I also invite anyone who cares to come here to set foot on this land. And we have had every person who has wanted a healing of any kind and who has stood on this land has received it miraculously. Yeah. So I'm not kidding when I say this is sacred land. It's it's very much like Fatima or Lourdes, but it's right here in the United States. It's centrally located for everyone to come and visit and to receive their healing here. So I have that open invitation. Um, that also has its own website. It's called www.lifehealingcommunity.shutterfly.com. Hmm. Well, this is kind of interesting, and I'm getting that kind of, sometimes I, if I get really quiet, <laughs> it's almost like I need to come back into my thinking brain. Well, I'm offering some healing right now, Tracy, to everybody that's listening, and perhaps so, you're getting caught up in the wonderful feelings of the of the healing energy that's happening here. It's very for all possible. Yes, and and I have a close friend who's a new close friend here. In uh, I live in Charleston, South Carolina, near Charleston, mm-hmm. and she just recently went to that area, and I'm pretty. Sh- I mean, I don't know if it's exactly your place but (laughs) have you met anybody recently that's named sherry uh i meet people every day (laughs) she literally was it was just like and she had the most mind-blowing experience but i know that a man did some sort of feather healing with her and and she was with her teacher 
who does lives in Florida and brought her up there to do a, a bunch of things. But anyway, not to get off topic, but You'll for a moment, for, yes, mm-hmm. for a moment, I was like, wow, how wild would that be if like it, you guys cross paths? <laughs> yeah, it would be wild. Well, the other beauty here of this sacred land is that you don't need any person here to guide you through a healing. Here, the healing actually comes from Mother Earth. It's mm-hmm. imbued in the land. It's like an energy vortex that covers the entire property and even out beyond that. And everybody who comes here can certainly feel it even before they set foot on this particular piece of 17 acres. But um, the the healing does indeed come directly from creators to you through Mother Earth. And there's a lot of people in the world who don't trust human healers. They don't trust people to be able to heal them. But they, they can go and stand on a piece of sacred land and receive healing. So... I think that, you know, this is especially useful for those people who are not trusting in other people's ability to heal them. You know, sometimes the the ones that feel their lost causes receive the best healings here. <laughs> mm, yeah. Great. Yeah. Ooh, okay. That's amazing. And yes, I hope I, I love I have some property here. It's only five acres. <laughs> And I kind of wish it were more. That's why I say only. But it's plenty, right? Sure. And I work with horses. I don't know if you know this about me. Yes, I do. I I have horses, and I do some, um, you know, teaching, coaching, however we want to put it. Horse <laughs> with whispering. The horses. Yeah, right? Yeah. And with other human beings. And I also I have a very strong calling, but it's almost like it's being brought back to me this this earth piece of me okay almost uh want to use the word like well I'd, I'd be interested to hear what you think about this so shamanism you know earth magic crystals uh what's your take on like all those different human labels that we put on things so well, there's way understand. too many labels aren't there right <laughs> right right and it confuses us yeah it is confusing yeah yeah Yes. And, you know, as far as, well, I can say this. You know, my grandmother taught us that there are some shamans who specialize in working with stones and crystals. And there are some shamans who specialize in working with plants. Mm -hmm. And there are some shamans who specialize in working with trees and some who specialize in working with animals. The the shamanism that my grandmother carried over here from the old country, the the shamanism of of my own family tradition, is one of working with people, one of counseling and mm-hmm. and teaching. Um, because when you think about the ancestors that I come from, they were pretty much shamans who worked with people who lived in ice ice conditions, who lived in remote locations, who followed reindeer for their entire sustenance, who followed the reindeer north in the summertime 6,000 miles to find the lichen to graze on and would turn back around after only six weeks there and walk four months south to the winter grazing grounds of the reindeer. It wasn't that the reindeers were being herded. It was that the people were following the reindeer in small bands and small family units. And if you think about what kind of illnesses those people would have to need a shaman to heal, it was depression. It was loneliness. It was relationship difficulties. It's actually all of the things that people are suffering from today. 
And so I'm blessed in that that was the the primo facto of my own lineage was psychological and spiritual counseling. But there are other shamans in, in other parts of the world and even among the shamanic traditions of my culture who would specialize strictly in crystals or strictly in trees or strictly in plants or animals. So we all have our specialty, and mine just happens to be working with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I I understand and resonate with that and believe that it's it's such a vital piece like it's all good you know it's all helpful but that idea of sort of being able to get to the root cause of it has a lot to do with you mentioned the word psychology you know what's going on in our lives yeah. in this lifetime and past lifetimes Oh, we've been taught so many things that were not real, that were not true. We've been taught to believe so many things as children just in order to keep us safe and sound and keep us under control as little kids, you know. And yet we grow up still believing that and still trying to make that truth work for us when, in fact, it was only a truth meant to protect us or control us as children. I think it's really important to work with a counselor or a shaman to review some of those beliefs and to get uh, uh, get the freedom to let some of that stuff go so that you can create your own life as an adult now so important. I see that's a a main issue with so many people. Their belief system is skewed and it's not their own fault and they don't even realize it, but I can help them work work that out and find out what what does benefit them today and what no longer benefits them. And and as soon as we get to that, and that only takes a couple of emails, as soon as we get that through, all of a sudden their whole life seems like it's going in the right direction again. And indeed it is. So the counseling that I do is by and large for free. It's by and large done by email, although I do um, do phone counseling. Mm-hmm. And and seriously, within two or three emails back and forth, people's lives have been almost completely changed for the better. Um, and, but I, I have to say that most of this, again, is the healing of creator that goes on behind the scenes. Uh, we're not really aware of how much creator is, is wanting to help us to make our lives better. And if we just open up and allow that to happen, amazing miracles can happen instantly. And so I also provide that opportunity for people while they're working with me to open up and allow Creator to make changes for the better for them, you know. But you have Mm -hmm. to ask for it. Uh Uh-huh. I wanted to just be sure that everybody knows while we're here talking about this, how they could find you. And uh, Oh, sure. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. My website is www.shamanelder.com. Pretty easy because my name is Shaman Elder Maggie, so just shamanelder.com. Um, I have courses there available, um, a, an intro course that's only $45. It includes a half-hour phone conversation with me. It's six lessons delivered by email. I couldn't be easier, and you will learn some of the tools and skills of my family lineage. I also offer a mentorship or an apprenticeship that lasts six months. Um, Again, the price of that is only $185 and includes an hour-long phone call. Obviously, I'm not in this for the money. Although Mm -hmm. I have no outside income, I have no one supporting me. Well, Creator supports me, and I count on that. And Creator Mm -hmm. has been supporting me for over 10 years now completely, so 
<laughs> I've got the best support I could possibly get. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, I'm not in this for the money, but I really do want to see my lineages teaching stay alive as I really feel they're needed now. And I, I really have a passion for people. I love people so much, and I want everyone to be as happy and as free and as in control of their lives as I am. So anything that I can do to facilitate that. And so counseling is absolutely free. It's just an email. Send me an email to shaman at shamanelder.com. I also would like to offer a 25% discount off my courses to anyone who's listening uh, for the month of August. The offer ends August 30th. Um, and if you just write to shaman at shamanelder.com and say that you heard this radio program and you'd like to take either of the two courses, I will definitely give it to you for 25% off. So a little gift from me. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Very sweet. So I'm looking at your book, which I want to just oh, it's give called a the shout Speaks. out for. Yeah. Yep. called The Shaman so. Speaks, and uh, it's available at Amazon.com. Yep. And uh, this, I wanted to ask you a question in regards, well, I wanted to say to everybody that this is an awesome book because it is a question-answer type book, and I love the format. I have only run across a few books like this, you know, in topics that I want. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I've always, it just maybe it's because it's my style too. We were talking that before we before we started the show that we both like to um, ask and answer questions and go back and forth with people, and so it really resonates with me. But um, there's all kinds of you know, does crystal have its own energy? I just opened it up to that page. Many you topics. Know, many topics. But the question that I have right now is about the actual, like, subtitle. How to use the power of shamanism to heal your life now. Is right. the Yes. Right. And can you just tell me more about sure. how but, how we can do that? Yes, and that's exactly what I teach in my courses. That's what I teach in my book. Every one of the chapters in the book deals with another one of those issues of daily life that every ordinary person runs into. And what I give in the book in each chapter is is instruction on how to work with that issue in a shamanic way, in a traditional shamanic way of my ancestors. So the book is full of these little tools. They're not it's not just good ideas. There's actually tools to practice. In this book there's actually things that you can try that's going to make a difference for you right away. In the intro to shaman course I give you six of my grandmother's tools and skills in that course for that forty five dollars. And in the mentorship I teach over twenty other on top of skills and tools that were taught to me by my shaman grandmother, by my elders. The the path of traditional shamanism is not the same as Michael Harner or Sandra Ingerman or any of the neo-shamanism stuff that's out there. I don't teach any of that stuff, and honestly, they have it wrong. And I'm sorry to say that, but Michael will... You know, should admit it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what I teach you is actually the, the teachings of my elders and my ancestors. It's been handed down by word of mouth throughout the centuries, and they've never been written in words. I'm the first one ever to write down their skills, their tools, their practices in English or on, in any language on paper. So what I teach you is absolutely unique to my tradition, to that old ancient tradition that goes all the way back to 
the the first shaman ever. Uh, how blessed are we to have that information available to us, and how blessed are we to have this little book that we can actually turn open a chapter, read two pages, and walk away with a tool that we can actually use today, that we can actually recognize as making a difference in our lives right now. I mean, is that powerful or what? <laughs> yes, and I love how much passion you have for this. You know? oh, I'm so crazy about people. I love people. I mean, the whole reason and I came love. back, obviously, was because <laughs> I love people. <laughs> and, it, you know, I love all people, and I'm interested in people, and I want to get to know people, and I love to find mm-hmm. out why someone believes what they believe and why they think the way that they think. And I want everyone to have as happy and joyful a life as I have. There's nothing stopping you from being as happy as I am, except that I have tools and skills that you haven't learned. So mm-hmm. I want to teach these skills and tools to everyone I possibly can. And I do it for enough money to buy groceries. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's obvious, and I very much appreciate that. It was probably one of the things that made me ask you to join me tonight and me wanting to learn more about you is that feeling of our words, um, humility, right? <laughs> and not overpricing everything and bells and whistles and woo-woo. So you use that um, terminology, neo-shamanism, and I, I, I know we might be getting a little on the edge here, but I want to talk about what you, what do you mean by that and, and yeah, yeah. the differences. Sure. Um, yeah, and I don't want to offend anybody. I know there's many, many people who have paid thousands and thousands of dollars to study Michael Harner's work or to receive a healing from one of his students or to study with Sandra Ingram in what she calls soul retrieval, which is not traditional soul retrieval by any stretch of the imagination. And, and I'm not here to put them down. I'm not here to criticize what they're doing. But I I, I would like to point this out, that if everyone who studied with Harner or Ingerman had learned how to actually do a soul retrieval, wouldn't everyone in the universe be healed by now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my point is that what they're doing is not an actual traditional soul retrieval, as my grandmother taught it to me. Mm-hmm. In fact, the truth is that very, very few people would require a soul retrieval. A soul retrieval would actually be you deliberately, consciously bartering with a negative entity to give it your soul in exchange for something else that you desired. Now, believe me, if you did that, you would remember doing that. (laughs) You know, so the first rule, if you need a soul retrieval, is you remember bartering your soul away. Uh And most people would never do that, never in a million years would they actually choose to barter their soul away. And then the second thing is is that the the shaman, in order to do a soul retrieval, would have to come into your inner worlds, into your reality, and be bombarded by all of whatever is in your reality, both positive and negative. And in your whatever might be negative in your reality, in your psychology, in your spirit, could kill that shaman. So why would anybody in their right mind, outside of a crazy real shaman, choose to do a soul retrieval, you see? Mm -hmm. In fact, I can explain the difference, if you're interested, the difference between an 
exorcism and a soul retrieval is that in an exorcism, the priest forces the negative entity to come physically manifesting itself in the body of the person. And then that protects the priest because there's this physical definition between the two of them. The priest is only being affected physically by the negative entity spitting or sending out fire. The priest is protecting himself. The true shaman, on the other hand, actually does go into that reality, into those inner worlds of that person who has given their soul away, who has been taken over by a negative entity. And that's like going onto the enemy's home court. The shaman is actually putting herself in danger of death to do a, a true soul retrieval. Now, if those people trained by Harner and Ingerman understood that, do you think that they would all be out there online offering soul retrievals for $50? I don't think so. Right. I don't think so. In fact, the traditional shaman, the true shaman, when she does a soul retrieval, actually actually cuts her aka cord, that cord that holds her spirit within her body and mind and emotional body. She actually has to cut that, and the odds of her actually coming back and finding her body when she's finished are very small unless she's very, very well-trained and very expert at what she's doing. She could get lost someplace out there while she's trying to do a soul retrieval and never find her way back to her, to her own body. When I was in uh, apprenticing, I sat for a shaman, a very good elderly shaman, who wanted to do a soul retrieval for a woman who was an alcoholic. And he asked me if I would drum for him while he did this soul retrieval. And he lived in a little one-room shack, just had a bed. And so I sat and I drummed. And he was gone for an hour and two hours. He laid on his bed and he appeared to be dead. Although you could see his chest rising and falling a little bit, but he was definitely not in his body. Three hours, five hours, seven hours, ten hours, my arms are falling off at this point, right? (laughs) And he's not returning and he's not returning. I drummed for him constantly for 36 hours until for the last 12 hours there was no breath moving in and out of his body at all. See, he could not find his way back to his body, and he was well-trained. He was an expert at soul retrieval, and he died doing it. Now, what Harner student or Ingerman student would actually offer to do that for a stranger for $50 or even $500 or even $5,000? Who would do that? you know, except a crazy traditional shaman like myself. And believe me, I don't do it very often because I find that most people don't really need a soul retrieval. It's very rare incidents, very rare. So what do you think, because, I mean, I've experienced this, but <laughs> meaning someone, because I was curious, and I didn't feel like it'd be in danger to me, <laughs> Ooh, to go see. <laughs> Interesting. I got a little throat thing happening there. Um, to go see her. <laughs> yes, exactly. To go see her, and anyway, so I experienced what she and I called her. Yeah, I think it's that called um, a soul retrieval. So you experienced yes, what someone called a soul retrieval, and what she did for you was she told you a story, a guided visualization of what you should be imagining in your head as this was occurring, correct? Yes. That was a guided visualization, was it not? Yes, that's exactly what I want to talk about. It's like, so what are all these people doing? Because I've had people... (laughs) 
Yeah, because I've had people ask me, do you, are, do you do soul retrieval? And I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> and at the same right. time, I mean, I do probably what they're thinking it is. You know what I'm saying? Meaning, because mm-hmm. I don't think people really understand the the depth of it that you're describing. So right. I'm glad we're having this conversation. Right. And as I say, most people don't need a soul retrieval anyway. And what right. um, what these other people are doing are actually they're they're taking you on a guided visualization, mm-hmm. which uh, in in that case it can be a form of faith healing. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe in faith healing because I believe in the power of the mind. If you believe it, it can be true. You know, no matter uh-huh. how ridiculous it is, if you truly believe it, you can manifest it. So, you know, faith healing is perfectly fine. Guided visualizations can sometimes produce a uh, faith healing. The problem with faith healings is that when you lose faith, the healing goes away. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't really consider them permanent uh, permanent healings. However, I'm not discounting their ability to make someone feel better for sure. Right. So you know, there's so many forms of guided visualization. You can listen to a an audio CD. You can watch a self hypnosis tape. That you can listen to those audios of hypnosis that are also guided visualizations. So this is pretty much what. Most people are calling soul retrievals. They're simply guided visualizations. Mm-hmm. And can we talk a minute? If <laughs> you've, I'm like fascinated here. Can we talk a minute about this idea of bartering your soul away? You said yes. a person would know, and I get it. I get what you're saying. Um, and then I'm thinking about my experience with going through this, and of course you know, recovering from all my things that I've recovered from in this lifetime, you know, from abuse with family members to uh, addictions to, you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> I've been I, I've been through it, sort of, which is what sort of brought me here. I've been uh, counseling for almost 40 years now, and, and I've seen it all twice, and I'm really sorry about that. I'm sorry for you. I'm glad that you're healed of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yes, absolutely. And at the same time, so this barter your soul away, it's still like a question mark. Did I ever do that? You know, and you're saying, I hear what you're saying, but there's a part of me that's thinking, did I ever do that? So how do Probably, we know? Yes, you you would know. You seriously would have definitely felt the difference. You would have. Uh, you would never forget the face that offered to barter with you. You would never forget that hideous, grotesque-looking face. You would never be able to wipe that face out of your head had you ever seen that being and bartered with it, okay? So that's one thing. Um, Another thing I'm sure that you you never spoke the words, yes, here, take my soul, but give me this thing I desire more than life. I'm sure you never said that either, so... Um, I know that is a question, and a lot of people have that question in their minds. Ooh, did I ever do that? Well, that's I'll be very to... slim that you ever did that, very slim. That's why I wanted yeah. to ask. Yeah. And, and I was, I mean, I was going to ask you sometime during this this time together about the idea of good and evil, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think we're, to... I think we're just... touching on it now, but go ahead. That, let me just finish one more thing I want to say about soul retrieval before we uh, change that subject is that when I do um, offer to work with someone that has what they suspect is a soul retrieval, um, we work back and forth by emails and phone calls for up to three to six months. 
I really need to know that person really well before I will endanger my life for their sake. I mean, there has to be some kind of an emotional bond or connection between us. I have to truly understand why they bartered their soul away. I have to truly know that they are willing to make the changes necessary to have their soul back. I mean, it's really a complicated and difficult, intensive work together. It's not just somebody writes me an email and I do a soul retrieval under any circumstance. You would not risk your life like that either. So I just wanted to point out that although I do them and I I don't necessarily charge for them, I do require a lot of um, correspondence and dialogue um, to be sure that it's absolutely the right thing to do and and to understand why I would want to risk my life like that. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And and now I have another question, so we'll have to go back to good and evil in a minute. Okay. The idea of uh, doing this soul retrieval, would would you have to be in uh, physical... Can you do it at a distance? Would you have to be? Yeah, there isn't anything that the the, the traditional shaman can't do across time and space, or else it's not a very good shaman. You know, I learned how to bilocate when I was eight. I mean, so this is not a new time and space are man man constructed. Um, They're not part of you know the the continuum of traditional shamanism at all. Time and space don't have much to do with anything except human beings' uh, self created belief systems. So there is no real time or space. Actually. Right, right, right. Okay, so, whoo, and I just lost myself in time and space. Because <laughs> <laughs> I came and touched you on the shoulder. <laughs> I just went there for a minute, but okay. Um, yeah. I I may have to ask you more about bilocation if we have time. But, oh, I but sure. first, let's, let's touch on this idea of good and evil. I'd love to. I'm wondering if, because I, I feel like we've put our we put it out there already. This idea of whatever this is that says I'll take your soul and let you have X, Y, and Z doesn't really sound like something good, quote unquote. I'm air quoting. Um, I know that you know the devil is a religious type thing. We're not talking about religion or anything no. here. Um, but so let's hear your. Um, understanding of gosh that. i'll have to take you to the Tao for this then okay <laughs> also as a student of uh I, I would not proclaim myself any religion first of all i gotta go to religion i would not proclaim myself any religion at all right. i don't believe that religion is necessary to have a relationship with creator however right. i am a total believer in a god source creator all that is grandfather, whatever you want to call it, grandmother, goddess, I don't care what you call it, but it's there, okay? And all traditional shamans agree across the board, no matter what culture, what geography, we all agree that there is a source that I call creator who is the one who empowers everything that the traditional shaman could possibly do. We work all of our lives to get ourselves into a place where creator can then invite me to participate in manifesting Creator's own intentions for the world. Thus, this is the path of traditional shamanism in a nutshell. To put yourself into a place by working really hard at getting rid of your preferences and your desires and your non-benefiting beliefs, to put yourself in a place where then Creator can invite you to participate in manifesting Creator's own intentions. Wow. Okay, yeah. that's what I teach. 
That's what I teach. And it's, you know, it's very creator-centered, but it's not religious at all. Not religious at all. So you ask me about good and evil. I have to take you back to the Tao. And it says first there was the Tao, (laughs) creator, right? And then creator chose to make light and dark, you know, Um, summer and winter. All of the opposites, all of the yin and all of the yang. Well, so there's positive yang and negative yang. There's positive yin and negative yin. But it doesn't mean that any of it is necessarily bad. Now, the the way that humanity got into this idea of evil is that when Creator created man, he gave man the ability to also create, which is really amazing because we don't really see animals out there creating computers. This was a special gift given to man, the free will to create whatever man chose to create. And Creator didn't limit us as far as what we could create. So then man decided to create, and he used his anger He got angry, and he said, I'm going to create something horrible that will hurt the person that angered me. And by his thoughts and his intentions and the emotion that he put behind that to power that, he manifested something negative in the universe. This is where that comes from. This is where what we consider evil comes from. They're man's own creations, because everything the Creator created is beautiful and perfect and wonderful and gorgeous. And everything that's made of air and earth and fire and water, and according to the Buddhist model, are all creations of Creator. So this is where quote-unquote evil comes from. It's the manifestations of man's own anger and negative thinking. Mm-hmm. And it's too bad, you know. And, and I, I think that we each should start to take responsibility for what we're creating and try to create beautiful things. And I think that would bring the world back into unity, back into its its alignment where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. And I agree. <laughs> yeah. We are want- all, all the healers that I've met, all the true healers that I've met, all have the same basic intention for the world. We want to see the world uplifted. We want to see the world unified and globalized. We want to see peace upon the planet. And I truly believe that peace is possible on this planet and for me, from my shamanic grandmother's teachings, it comes down to that we need to respect the free will of every sentient being on this planet. Mm-hmm. And that begins with me respecting your free will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we would all respect each other's free will, there would be no hunger on this planet, would there? There would be no homeless on this planet either. There would be no war on this planet. Uh, if we would just respect the free will of every sentient being. It doesn't seem so hard to do. Yeah, nice. I know. Last night I I found myself feeling um, a little bit of sadness around the, I don't know if you watch any TV, but it was the ending ceremonies for the Olympics. Oh, I wish I'd seen it. They did this whole, like, musical thing. It was like a big concert. And so it was the the Beatles and the peace and all we need is love and um, you know, just tons of those types of songs. I can't come up with any more off the top of my head. But I was like, I said out loud to my family, I was like, yeah, that's 40 years later. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And we're still here, people. We're still and doing that. That tad bit, yeah, that tad bit of sadness. And at the same time, knowing that... Many people are 
you know, shifting in consciousness. Yes, they are. And, yes, and that it's pretty amazing in, in just like the last few years, the more open people have become to all yes. these topics that yes. we're discussing here tonight exactly. and that I discuss always on Mind, Body, Spirit, You. <laughs> Ten years ago when I began my website and I began teaching online, there were about five people teaching any kind of shamanism on the Internet, including was Michael Harner, well, Sandra Ingerman wasn't yet. (laughs) Uh Michael Harner and me and a couple more. And (laughs) now there's like a thousand (laughs) neo-shamans out there proclaiming that they're going to do a soul retrieval for you. So like you say, the atmosphere has certainly changed a lot in the last ten years. Right, right, and um, and that the technology advances, etc., have brought us all together a lot. Like Absolutely. I know you now, you know, right. <laughs> because of the internet, and now via the telephone, and also the internet for Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Um, so it's all it's all very interesting, and I know there's a lot um, to be said about all that, the changing Earth, etc. But we won't go there right this second. <laughs> but I could. I don't know if we'll have time for that one. First, I want to just say to everybody who's listening, if you'd like to call in, we have about almost 20 minutes left. If you'd like to call in, the phone number is 646-595-2385. If people are online, they can see the phone number already there. That's why I haven't mentioned it yet. But... I just felt like I should give it a shout out there. And I also I wanted to let everybody everybody know that I'm not in the chat room, if you're in the chat room, because <laughs> they have that technology on Blog Talk Radio. But it's hard for me to manage the chat room when I'm speaking with someone like this. I do manage it often for all my other friends <laughs> that do shows here with me. But I just wanted to let everybody know that if you're there um, and you have a question, to go ahead and, and call in instead. Because I'll I'll be able to see your um, phone number in the in the studio, and I love yeah. questions. Looking forward to any questions anybody has about anything. It's my my favorite thing is to do questions and answers. And I do travel around the country at least once a year, trying to uh, well, trying to definitely finding uh, places where people meet together and offering Q and A sessions with people. Love to do it. Well, if you want to come to Charleston, let me know. I will. Do you need a little bit of ocean? Do you need a little bit of ocean? I love ocean. We have the ocean. I'm a cancer (laughs) baby. I'm an ocean girl. (laughs) In downtown Charleston, lovely. How interesting to find myself in in the middle of a forest now. I'd love to come to South Carolina. I will let you know. Okay. Um, So let me see. Now I have to go back to my notes. I had a couple of questions. Um, oh, well, let's talk about by location. Let's start there. <laughs> oh. So you learned how to by locate at 8. Now, yes, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of information about what is by location. So just like there's a lot of information about soul retrieval. So tell me yeah. your knowledge and experience. Uh, well, it isn't something that I would teach a beginner um, who is just starting to study um, uh, uh uh, this, uh, this just starting to study traditional shamanism. It it takes years and years of practice with so many other uh, abilities and skills before you can come to the place where you're even going to be able to understand what bilocation is, no less be able to do it. So um, it's not really something that I teach, but it certainly is something that I was taught and something that I've been practicing for 
like I say, um, you know, 50 years now at the le- at the least um, to be able to do. Um, I, I think the best example of someone who was really good at bilocation was Padre Pio. Are you familiar with him? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. A Catholic saint. Uh, he was a priest, and there's many, many stories about him sitting having dinner with one family in the parish and at the same time giving last rites to somebody in another in another city. Um, he was really excellent at bilocation. There are other saints, too, and other uh, Buddhist saints as well who are very um, good at bilocation. Um, but it certainly is one thing that I do every night. Uh, when other people go to bed, I start to uh, travel. I spend my evenings, my my nighttime, sitting with people in hospitals who are dying alone. I don't think anybody should have to die alone. Mm-hmm. And so I will go bilocate and sit sit by their bed with them as they pass over. Mm-hmm. Um, I sit with a lot of sick people, people who are destitute, people who are depressed and thinking about suicide often. I'm sitting with them. They'll they'll wonder, how did this person get in my house? But at the same time, they're like, I'm so glad you're here, you know? Mm-hmm. So they don't really question how I got there physically. Mm-hmm. They just they just really needed somebody to be there, and there I am physically, you know? How'd you get in the hospital? Aren't the doors closed? After, you know? <laughs> But but they've become secondary to the fact that I'm there and I'm bringing them God's healing. I'm bringing them God's light, and you know that just makes that's what it's really all about. So this is something that I do for the world every night and have been doing for about 40 years now, traveling at night. So if you're ever really really sick and you look around, you might just see me there, bringing you all all of God's healing and blessing. Mm, nice. Yeah. I'm not here for me. I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. come back here for my sake, not by any means. But I did come back here to try to keep traditional shamanism alive and in the world, so that everyone can benefit and have a better life because of it. Well, I'm really glad that I can help in the way of the platform, meaning blog yeah. talk radio. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you I for just, getting the word out. It's really mm-hmm. important to get the word out. Yeah. Just recently, it's like. The energy behind our show has really grown. So there will be, whether there will be, you know, there will be a ton of archive listens. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> so your word will carry on past Oh, tonight. that's wonderful. Yes, Great. It is wonderful. So um, just out of pure fun, I just flipped open your book. And I'm like, yeah, I want to know this. I want to know what this is. And you were sort of talking about it to me earlier um the idea of what grace is i know it's a little whew, off topic sort of but it really is and and i'd like to review what i wrote in the book oh. <laughs> to, to address that question i mean it's definitely addressed thoroughly in the book okay uh, i don't want to um i don't want to contradict myself <clears throat> okay yeah. okay i'm sorry that's okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. I can right. also tell you that most people who are meant to take my course find my course. I think that, you know, Creator guides them yes. to my course. And In fact, I knew one person who looked at my site for two years and then finally said, okay, I can't resist any longer. <laughs> well, so I that's think how that, that works. And, and, you know, truly everything that you would learn in, in either of my courses is going to benefit you from the minute that you learn it. Of course, everything takes practice. The more you practice something, the more you master it. But I do offer um, unlimited email correspondence with with my students uh, who take either of my courses. I do offer a weekly live Internet teaching. 
mm-hmm. for an hour for all of my students of the Apprenticeship 101 course. We have a really good turnout for that. It's almost like its own independent course um, where I teach live and online and a chat feature. And um, I do offer phone calls, and most of my long-standing students um, do call me once or twice a month, and we get a lot done in those phone calls. And at lifehealingcommunity.shutterfly.com, we have two free uh, weekends that are available at no cost. All it requires is for you to make a meal for whoever shows up, <laughs> which, which is a lot of fun that everybody cooks a meal once for the entire weekend, and that takes care of all the food for everybody. And we have tents, and we have a cabin, and we have drumming circles, and we have smudging ceremonies, and we have outings to other um, holy springs that are here and other beautiful features, the beautiful rivers here. So that's a freebie that we offer. And and I also do offer vision quests. I offer uh, retreats also at lifehealingcommunity.shutterfly.com. So, again, if you just give an email off to shaman at shamanelder.com and let me know what you're looking for, I'm more than happy to help you or counsel you or guide you in the right direction for free. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, The website, again, is um, www.shamanelder.com. Real easy to remember, Shaman Elder Maggie. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I... um I'm coming back in here, and I'm wondering, like literally, back in here to my brain. Um, it's good. You're just your voice you're just is soaking up relaxing. all the good healing energy from my grandmother. That's all. Yes. Your voice is really soothing too. Uh, so you mentioned journeying is one thing you've mentioned. Do right. you? Well, there's a lot of people teaching that too these days. Yeah. How how are you? feeling about that meaning is it as simple as it looks (laughs) no not at all what they're doing again is guided visualizations a lot of it is imagination unfortunately it really bothers me that there are people out there trying to take your money and convince you that a guided visualization is the same thing as journeying it's by no means the same thing as journeying Mm -hmm. it took me eight years to learn how to do a journey and then five years of journeying into my own inner worlds to fix all of the junk that I had there before I would dare to do a journey into someone else's reality. I mean, imagine if I didn't do the work of five years to clean up my own inner worlds and I brought that garbage into your inner worlds. You don't want my garbage in your inner worlds. You have plenty of your own, thank you very much. And that's what you're allowing when you let someone who doesn't, who is not really a true shaman, journey into your inner worlds. They're probably doing you far more damage than good. And if you think that you can learn journeying on a CD or from a person of um, who's not a traditional shaman, you're going to just basically learn guided visualization, which you can pick up just about any tape in a New Age store and get that for. Eight ninety-five. So, I'm I'm sorry to say that you you know many people are are lying about teaching or allowing you to do uh, journeying, which is not true journeying, right. and it, it really doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that although you may be seeing amazing things, you you're you don't have any ability, you you didn't you didn't gain any any skill or any ability. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're not any better healer than you were before. <laughs> 
so that's really the the bottom line, isn't it? It's the the way to define a shaman. In traditional shamanism, we have four truths that are true for all traditional shamans across all cultures, across all times, across all geography. And one of those is that a, a true shaman says, it is what you do that defines you. So that means it's not what I say and it's not what I write, but it's what I do that determines whether I'm a true shaman or not. So if you want to know if you can journey like a shaman, well, tell me what you can do, not just what you see, not, you know, tell me what, what that allowed you to do. Mm-hmm. So you define yourself by what you can do. That's what I, I don't, I'm trying very hard not to step in anybody's toes here. Oh, it's fine. I don't want to put anybody down. I don't want to, you know, cause conflict for anybody, but... Um, traditional shamanism is quite different from neo-shamanism in that regard. Mm-hmm. So, is it possible to learn traditional tra- shamanism, to consider yourself a traditional shaman, if you are a 40-year-old woman who, you know, has interest in these things and, you know, what... what is it possible, or do you have to come from a background like you did? The way that I teach it, it's, it is possible, but it would probably take you 10 years or more. Right. Um, but you, I can help you to become a shaman practitioner, which mm-hmm. is a person who practices shamanism. Okay, I can do that in the 101 course and in the following 102 course. You get done with those two courses, you can call yourself a traditional shaman practitioner for sure. Right, but it's right. going to take you two or three years just to get through those two courses. Okay. okay, so I do teach people to become a shaman practitioner. Now, is it possible to become a shaman in the tradition of my own lineage? Well, I have students who have been working with me for five, six, eight years uh-huh. who are in the process of becoming shamans in the tradition of my lineage. Right, right. Okay, that's that answers my question. <laughs> yes. Cool. Yeah. Okay, good. In a very in a very well way, in a very good way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's more than that, isn't it? It's more than just taking a title and going, oh, look at me, I'm a shaman. It's really about how can I make my life more beautiful? How can I make my life more what I thought it should be in the first place? And that's really what you're going to gain by taking the courses that I offer. You're going to learn how to make your life fantastic and beautiful and abundant and clean and clear and have room and time and get rid of stress and not worry anymore. I mean, those things have to be worth, you know, somewhere around $145. (laughs) You think? (laughs) Really. um, You know, any one of those things should be worth a lot more than what I charge for my courses. And again, it's just grocery money for me. I have to eat. But Mm. I'm trying so hard to offer people the joy and the freedom that my ancestors lived in because they had these skills and tools and were able to apply them and they're still just as applicable as they ever were because they're very simple and it's there's i i like to tell my students that everything from creator is actually simple and easy and it's man who makes things difficult and complicated Mm -hmm. so if you want to know if something really came from creator ask yourself is this really simple (laughs) then you'll have your answer you agree i do agree you're absolutely right it's we 
complicate and interpret things, you know, from our fear or from our ego or from our conditioning, and it just does. It makes everything more difficult than it really needs to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I help my students unravel all of that and show them, you know, what what does count and what doesn't count and what do I need to hang on to and what can I let go of. And in a short period of time, you know, in just a couple of months, all of a sudden their lives, in fact, from lesson one, their lives are changing for the better. Yeah. That just thrills me. That, That just makes me so happy to see somebody just in lesson one writing me and saying, oh, my gosh, my life is so much easier and I'm not worried so much anymore and I feel confident and I'm stronger and, you know, oh, my gosh, it just, you know, makes my year. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm really, really grateful that you joined me and all of us who are going to listen tonight or at a later date, Shaman Elder Maggie. It's been soothing. It's been interesting. It's been healing. It's been fascinating. (laughs) It's been a lot of fun. So thank you. Well, as your as your partner said in the beginning, as she says every week in the beginning, you know, people come here to listen to receive a change in their lives right now. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not about oh, I got to do this or I got to take that or I got to pay for this. You know, we Mm -hmm. want to bring them a change in their lives in this very hour right now. And I know that with the help of the guides and the spirits and my grandmother and the elders and my teachers, that we have indeed imbued this piece of airwaves with healing and with light. And I'm glad to hear that you felt that comfort and that peace within this um, recording tonight. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, I really have, and I'm sure others will also, and then I'll just say that people can comment on Blog Talk Radio if you'd like to, or or join us on Facebook at Mind, Body, Spirit, You, and let us know how this show has affected you. And please remember to stop by and visit Shaman Elder Maggie at shamanelder.com. Right, and there is a 25% discount for oh, yeah. either of the courses that I offer. If you just send me an email and say you listened to this recording, I would love to give you that discount. Thank you. Mm, wonderful. So have a really enjoyable evening. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you. I hope you'll have me back again sometime. I'd love. I to would love more. to. Well, I'm that'd be great. Sure, I'm gonna. Yep, I'll be contacting you via email. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. Thank Good night, you everybody. So much, Goodbye, yeah. everybody. Namaste. Namaste.